Hello everyone, it's Nico here in a CIS, Siakulma Podcast Project. Yes, those who don't know what CIS stands for, it stands for Community Info Source. Community Info Source, a rights-based equalities grassroots community development organization set up in 2026 in Glasgow, which works with marginalized communities in Glasgow, particularly asylum seekers and refugees. So yes, this is exciting. We're going to hear me talking to some different guests, different people sharing their stories and experiences on this community development organization. So yes, um, then I'm not going to take so much time. I'm just going to go straight to our guest on this episode. I'm going to be talking to Glory. Glory, please welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nicole. My name is Glory Omwaka, and I've been UK for so many years now. I volunteer with CIS. Uh, before, you know, volunteering, I was a service user and then I decided to volunteer for them because of what they do. And yeah, pleased to meet you. Okay. How would you explain CIS to someone that did not know anything about it? CIS, which stands for Community Infosys, is a non governmental organization, non-charitable organization. And what they do is they advocate for the uh, marginalized people in Scotland. When I say marginalized, I mean people who have no voice, they have voice to the voiceless. They advocate for asylum seekers on housing situation uh, as it consigns, you know, suitability and culpability. Uh, as you know, we have uh, housing uh, providers who provide houses for asylum seekers on behalf of the government. Sometimes these houses are not suitable. Sometimes so many things are lacking. And because these asylum seekers feel that when they speak up, it will affect their immigration situation, they are afraid to do that. So uh, Infosys, which is CIS, have decided to, to do this on behalf of them to make sure they are comfortable and they don't just help the asylum seekers or refugees. They also support the NRF people. When I, NRF, when I say NRF, I mean no recourse to public fund, uh, people who have insecure immigration uh, you know, situation. So they do a lot of things. They even go out of their way to do what is not on their list. Thank you. How would you describe what a charity or non-government organization, NGO, for example, is to someone who did not know about the idea? Okay, non-government organization or charity like CIS has a primary objective to help people, you know, to have uh, on their social well-being. They help to advise the public on benefits, benefits in relation to like knowing your rights, especially the asylum seekers, knowing your rights to uh, wherever you are entitled to, how to navigate services. When I say how to uh, navigate services, I mean integration into the community and also, you know, voice for the voiceless, like you're scared, I said that earlier. So, 
charity organization, they do this with no profits. They do this with no payments. They are philanthropists. Their major aim is to see people in a you know good social well-being. Thank you. Okay, Doc, uh, this is something I'm, I'm just going to ask out of these questions. Like, how, how, what's your opinion about the charities and projects in Glasgow in itself, just in Glasgow, since you've been here? How do, how do you say about pro, uh, the work of projects and charities? Oh, my God, that's a good question. And I'm happy to answer that because the charity organization in Scotland, they are doing marvelous well, marvelously well. They are doing greatly. And uh, this came to play, especially for those who did not, you know, who were not aware of what they were really doing during the pandemic. We saw how they were at the forefront to, you know, making sure people are comfortable, making sure people get food, making sure uh, the asylum seekers that were put in the hotel during that period, you know, live a, a, a suitable life as they can, helping with technology because people were locked in, people could not visit each other, they could not go out. I know as at that time, the asylum seekers were not able to work, but at least they could come out to socialize, they could come out to visit charity organizations and volunteer to be meaningful in the society and in the community where they live. This was not possible during the pandemic, but with the services of the charity, visiting them, they were able to be included in whatever was happening. So there was no lost out in that. How did you feel or what impression did you get the first time you came into contact with CIS? Oh, and the first time I came in contact uh, with uh, the CIS services, I was really impressed. I was welcomed. I felt, you know, wanted. I felt belonged. I was relaxed. The offer of biscuit and a cup of tea after a long walk to the office, you know, went a long way to make me really believe that, yes, I was in the right place for what I came for. And the offer of transportation as well. I didn't ask for any transportation. I didn't tell them I didn't have money to transport myself back to where I am going or coming from, but I was offered that transportation and I knew what that's, you know, you know, it went a long way for me then, because then I didn't have my, I didn't have my status. I was not receiving any money. And you know what that is when you get extra money from somewhere unexpectedly. Yeah, they were welcoming and what I went there for was achieved. So, yeah. Okay, question number four. What do you find useful, helpful, or welcoming at CIS? And what do you find unhelpful or difficult? Okay, that's a good question again. What I find helpful is that there's somebody out there 24 hours to answer to your needs, especially those who do not have English as their first language, who do not, who have no proficiency in their English. They go out of their way to ensure they look for interpreters to interpret for those people so that we can understand them. 
And uh, this, most of our volunteers do this for free. They don't collect money, which is extra mine, you know, which is keenness to help mm. the needing. And um, it's also helpful because when people have, you know, problems with their accommodation, what I mean now is the asylum seekers, they can run to them, report the issue, and there's follow-up. So when there is follow-up, we are sure of getting results, even if not all the results we get. So I find that very, very helpful that people have a place to go to when they are in need or have problem with the accommodation. But what I don't find helpful is the funding. The staff at CIS, they are working so tirelessly. They have just few hours, and this is because there is no much money to pay more hours for them. So they, they, they do jobs that, I mean, the, the, the staff now, the main, the main staff, they do job out of their working hours, unpaid job. And this is a big sacrifice. And this boils down to show how uh, philanthropics they are, how keen they are to help the community, the, the disadvantaged community. So I will, my, my joy, my satisfaction will, will be to see that they get enough funding so that they can get enough hours to do the job properly. Okay, we're coming to the last question now. Uh, this question is really, really interesting as well. So I'm going to just go straight to it. What are these things? Interest, strength, achievement, fears. Is anything would you like CIS and volunteers to know about you? You know, um, first of all, I'll talk about my fear. My fear is to see continuity of CIS because they are doing marvelously well as it concerns the marginalized community. Then the achievement is from time to time, we are being trained on the job. From time to time, we have been helped with, um, um, what do I call it now? Mindfulness, because the job is stressful. They organize mindfulness to relax us. They organize Yago to, re uh, to relax us. We have been, you know, signposted to places as well where we can assess, you know, various services, both the volunteers and the services and the workers. And the big achievement I really love about CIS is how they go about bringing people to book, bringing housing provider for the government to asylum seeker to book. So they are like the watchdog. They, they, it, so sometimes I say we are not making, to, we are not making uh, you know, the noise we are supposed to make because the work we do, sometimes people claim credit for it because that's because we are not making noise and that's one of the reasons why I decided to put myself forward for this broadcast because I think people should know that there is an organization out there that's really doing so much but it's been heard little yeah so that's one big achievement like for instance uh seco we are sacked as a result of the you know uh, the work cis does and so many other you know achievements so what's the benefits of, of 
I know this question is not from here, but the benefits of volunteering with CIS. And how long should you volunteer with CIS? Is there a length of time or you can just stop anytime you want? Yeah, it, it's not a contracted uh, thing. So again, it's a matter of interest. I have been with them since 20, did I say 2018, 2017. No, 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 2016. And since then I've been voluntary. So this is because I know what it is. And my benefit is one, I was able to know my rights. I was able to know most of the things I didn't know. I was able to integrate so quickly. I was able to assess services at places I didn't know existed. CIS Podcast Project. You can go to www.wetalkpodcast.co.uk or look for Community InfoSource on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. you get more links about the podcast. And share it with your friends. Leave comments. Yeah, thank you.